from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Thankfully, we have a, a robust treatment process. Obviously, if you look at the Missouri River, uh, if you've ever seen it, you know, and, and when it's, especially during, you know, higher water levels, it looks like a chocolate milkshake at times. So it carries a lot of sediment. So we're curtailing our use here at the same time that the West is just growing gangbusters yes. and they can't find water sources. Are there going to be people and, and pressure to say, hey, more people should use the Missouri? I, you know, I'd say that people I'm sure are looking at the Missouri, especially if you're out West and you don't have a good water source and, uh, you know, it's no easy way to get there from there here, obviously in water you know, weighs 8.34 gallons per pound. So to transport, it's not an easy thing to do, but I would say I'm sure that has been looked at. I'm Sarah Fenske. The West is in a terrible drought. Reservoirs fed by the Colorado River are at their lowest levels in a long time. Many people are worried about water supplies in the Southwest. But what about the gateway to the West? Where does our water come from? And is it in any jeopardy of drying up? Turns out a major source here in the St. Louis area is the Missouri River. And joining us today to tell us more about it is Timothy Gans. He's the Director of Water Quality and Environmental Compliance at the Missouri American Water Company. So Timothy, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So give us the lay of the land here. What parts of the St. Louis metro area use water from the Missouri River? Okay. So the majority of the St. Louis metro area uses the Missouri River as the source water for our drinking water. St. Louis County, about 70% of St. Louis County relies on the Missouri River. The other 30% is the Merrimack River. And then actually St. Louis City utilizes the Missouri River as well. Uh, they have a plant at the Howard Bend on the Missouri River, real close to our central plant, which is in Chesterfield. And their Chain of Rocks plant is actually on the Mississippi River, but it's technically it's Missouri River water that they're taking out of the river. It's just below the confluence of the Missouri River. And so on the Illinois side, they're mostly getting from the Mississippi. That's correct. But here in the Missouri side, it sounds like the Missouri, we are wildly dependent on this river. That's true, yes. It's interesting, even as somebody who's trying to pay more attention to the river in recent years and, and think about it, I always end up thinking about the Mississippi. And it looms so large in our consciousness here. Do you think the Mississippi gets short shrift in the St. Louis area? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, Mark Twain wrote a lot about it, and uh, he's known for that. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think the Missouri actually probably gets short shrift more than more than the Mississippi. I think a lot of people don't appreciate it for what it is. You know, an excellent source of drinking water. Also, the uh, ecology it, it maintains and supports the fish and wildlife. And it's actually, a lot of people don't realize the recreational value on the river. It's actually, if you've never floated on the Missouri River, it's quite an experience. That's interesting. Can yeah. you do that close to St. Louis? Yes, you can. You can? Yes, you can. Okay, this definitely yeah. gets short shrift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, I'll put a plug in for it. In about two weeks, there's a uh, canoe-kayak race on the Missouri River. It's called the Missouri River 340. Starts in Kansas City. It's a continuous, nonstop race from Kansas City to St. Charles on the Missouri River. And there's several hundred paddlers that, that do it every year. And it's I think it's in its maybe 18th year. 
And we're actually involved, Missouri American Water, we're involved in helping to promote the, the race, and we get involved with it. So, so you're making uh, a great case. This is not just a water source. This is also a source of, of recreation if we, if we care enough to tap into it. And I guess that brings us back to this question that I sort of teased in introducing you. Um, drought is a huge problem in the West, and the Missouri begins all the way up in Montana. That's right. Um, is it subject to the same drought concerns as the Colorado? Yeah, I would say, you know, climate change is obviously a threat that everybody's looking out for. Snowpack has a big influence on the Missouri River. And, you know, with climate change, if the snowpack starts to decrease, it could impact the, the Missouri River. It basically counts on getting a certain amount of precipitation in the winter that, that then melts. Exactly. Exactly. The northern Rockies and western Montana is where it starts. And, uh, you know, based on the snowpack in the Rockies, it can impact the, the Missouri River. And beyond that, as you said, is, you know, drought becomes more of a problem, even for the upper Midwest, the Dakotas, even Montana, if they, they get in a really bad drought, they might start pulling more water out of, out of the Missouri River. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But thankfully, we haven't had to deal with that uh, here. We have always had an abundant water supply, even in, even in, you know, lower water years, we still have enough. So this is not currently an issue for the St. Louis area? Not currently, no. How how soon do you see that potentially looming? I mean, say this drought continues out west. Yeah. Could this mean that we'll start to feel the pinch here? Um, I guess it's possible. I mean, the, uh, the Missouri is kind of the upper Midwest, the Dakotas. Historically, they don't have the same drought conditions as, say, Arizona, Nevada, you know, Colorado. Not to say that that couldn't happen. But we haven't seen that yet. So, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to take this one where I can. <laughs> okay. I understand that doesn't mean that everything is hunky-dory. What are some of the current threats for the Missouri? Sure. You know, the, uh, the river over the years has been uh, channelized and, and constricted in its flow. And uh, I think, um, you know, that, that has probably changed the character of the river. Um, it, we still get, like I said, we still get plenty of supply. Uh, Non-point source pollution in the watershed is probably, you know, in terms of if you're looking at pollution, that's probably the biggest concern. And, and what is you that? Know. So it's runoff from urban areas, from agricultural, you know, uses. Um, it's, it's basically all the, all the water that runs off the, the, the land surface and gets into the river. And it can carry nutrients and other contaminants that, you know, we have to deal with through the treatment process. What might be a source of that for those of us in an urban area where we're not, you know, spraying heavy pesticides? Sure. Just think about what, what you put on your lawns, what ends up on streets, driveways, road salt, things like that. You know, eventually that all washes off into the storm sewers and into our rivers. And then you guys have to deal with it. We have to deal with it, yeah. How big a challenge is that in this area? Uh, thankfully, we have a, a robust treatment process. Obviously, if you look at the Missouri River, uh, if you've ever seen it, you know, and, and when it's especially during, you know, higher water levels, it looks like a chocolate milkshake at times. So it carries a lot of sediment. Our process is, is designed to drop out that sediment, remove all those suspended and dissolved particles. And uh, it's very efficient at doing that. Uh, we use a basically a conventional water treatment process that involves coagulation, which basically we add chemicals that help the, the particles stick together to form bigger particles. We slow the water down, those particles fall out through a process called sedimentation. And then we disinfect, which is a, a very important part for public health. We disinfect the water and then we filter it before we send it out to the system. So it's, like I said, a very robust process and we're used to dealing with what the Missouri River gives us. And what happens to the crud that it gives you that you've, you've screened out and coagulated? Sure. 
So at our Missouri River plants, it's one of the few um, plants where we're allowed to do this, but the, the material we're settling out, which most of it was in the river, we're allowed to discharge it back to the river. We have a permit through the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, and there's certain parameters we have to meet, which we do, and then we sample it and report that to the Missouri DNR. Okay. So you're pulling this stuff out. Um, hearing you talk about coagulating it, I'm thinking about much smaller pieces of yes. debris. Do you ever find plastic in this river? Um, you know, it doesn't really really make it through our intake screening process, at least the bigger particles. And our process is very efficient at settling out really small particles. So if it does make it through, we can settle those out. Um, so, so we're I, talking less about trash and more about things that would come through in the runoff, old oil from the car maybe. Yeah, or... and, and uh, oil's not something we see a whole lot of. I, you know, really, it's sediment, sediment, suspended sediments in the water. Um, you can, Missouri River drains like the heartland of farm country in America. So it's historically a very turbid river, and turbidity is one of the parameters we monitor for, which is essentially the clarity or cloudiness of the water. The higher the turbidity, the more suspended material, the more dissolved material in the water. And uh, Missouri has very natural high turbidity. So we're used to settling that out. We have a a process that manages that very well. Okay. So you're doing all this work with the water. I'm curious what you know about where the water goes after it leaves your plants. What are some of the biggest water sucks in this area? In terms of users? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, schools, hospitals, I would say, um, you know, it used to be back when you know, we had some of the car manufacturers here, they used a lot of water. Um, hmm. Heavy industry needs Yeah, heavy needs industry, that. which we haven't, don't have as much of that as we used to. Um, you know, in the city, Anheuser-Busch is a big water user. Hmm. Uh, we have some, actually, there's quite a few breweries out in the county as well. So, Are we using more water or less water than we used to? So per capita, per person, the usage has been declining for about the last 20 years. Really? Can we take some pride in that? I think so. We're conserving? I think so. I think people are a lot more efficient with their use of water. And a lot of that is the uh, modern technology with appliances and our homes are built to be more uh, efficient with water usage. And uh, even even with people irrigating their lawns, technology is involved in that. There's some of the higher end systems can... Uh, look at w- weather forecast and see what's coming and adjust their, their irrigation based on that, as well as soil moisture, so it's not as wasteful. Your neighbors may be more with it than mine. I'm, I'm frequently <laughs> jogging around the neighborhood, and I'm getting soaked because people are watering their sidewalks. Yeah. Um, is the use of, of water on our lawns, is that a major use of water in this area? It can be during the summer months for sure. You know, I'll be honest, St. Louis, people like their green lawns in they St. Do. Louis. So you see a lot of that. Is that you know? a problem? Are we wasting water if we're just coming up with these perfectly landscaped yeah. green lawns? Uh, that's open for debate. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm more into the native landscaping personally. Mm-hmm. I like that look, but some people like that manicured look. Um, you know, eventually the water that we do use, a lot of it does end up, you know, runs off, ends up back in our rivers. But there's, you know, we do treat that water, so there's there's a point to be made there. But uh, so I don't need to uh, curse my neighbors for watering the sidewalk. It it ends up going back there. Yeah. But it sounds like native plants. This would be a more efficient use of that water. It can be, yeah. And it's you know it's good for wildlife. If you're into if you like birds and pollinators and, and creating habitat for our native wildlife, it's definitely a good thing to do. So you talked about how over time we've gotten more efficient per capita. So is mm-hmm. the St. Louis area using then less water than it used to? That's what we're seeing. Yes. Yes. I mean our. Uh, 
Our four treatment plants in St. Louis County have a capacity of close to 400 million gallons per day. If that's as much as we can produce. And uh, frankly, you know, we used to get days over 300 million gallons per day fairly routinely during the summer, but it's rare if we get there these days. Hmm. So, yeah. so we're curtailing our use here at the same time that the West is just growing gangbusters yes. and they can't find water sources. Are there going to be people and, and pressure to say, hey, more people should use the Missouri? I, You know, I'd say that people, I'm sure, are looking at the Missouri, especially if you're out West and you don't have a good water source. And, uh, you know, it's no easy way to get there from there here, obviously. And water, you know, weighs 8.34 gallons per pound. So to transport, it's not an easy thing to do. But I would say I'm sure that has been looked at. I don't I don't know any specifics about projects or anything like that, but yeah, I'm sure that's a... It's interesting yeah. um, hearing you talk about just how hard it is to ship water. Yeah. We know that St. Louis was founded in this location for a reason. It sounds like we're continuing to benefit from this where other cities are I in some deep trouble. I completely agree, Sarah. Yes. I mean, uh, we're really ideally suited, you know, especially with what's going on with the droughts and climate change, uh, the confluences of three of the largest rivers in the country. So... Uh, we're, we're very fortunate in that regard, and I, I'm very thankful to have the Missouri River as our source water. So, again, you make a great case for the Missouri. I'm, I'm yeah. sold on this. What do you see as the biggest threat for the Missouri going forward? Yeah, I think um, probably, you know, looking at climate change, potentially uh, source of supply or, or long-term river conditions in terms of how much water is coming down the river and snowpack, uh, environmental threats like that are probably the biggest threats, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So we should all try to do our part as it continue to lower our usage. I think so. I mean, like I said, it's not an issue right now, but it's it's good to be efficient in the use of all of our resources, regardless, you know, if we have enough of it, it's, you know, we should not take it for granted. Well, Timothy Gans, Director of Water Quality and Environmental Compliance at the Missouri American Water Company. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.